Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome into the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. I am Justin Hall. Mitch Prosser is alongside me. Greetings to everyone watching on Facebook and YouTube. Today we are talking about ESG scores and leading into the idea of the Great Reset set forward by the World Economic Forum. So understand that over the next 10 to 15 minutes, we're going to talk about some things that you might have heard on the dark webs or in the in the tucked away confines of the internet. But I promise you, these things are not wild conspiracy theories. These are printed documents that you can find yourself. There's a whole website we'll tell you about later. But I guess we'll start, Mitch, with the, this idea of ESG scores. We played a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, Senator Josh Kimball of Spartanburg on the mm-hmm. floor of the South Carolina Senate talking about ESG scores. But for folks who might not have heard that podcast or have forgotten in the interim, why don't you explain to us a little bit about what those are? So I'm very grateful for Senator Kimbrell and other leaders in the South Carolina State Legislature who have understood what the issue is and then understood its importance. Now, you you said something just a minute ago that I think is worth us exploring for just a moment. I think there's a fine balance between conspiracy theory and fact. Now, a lot of times people when they, and it, once again, a lot of stuff today is going to sound tinfoil hat kind of stuff. I'm not wearing one. It would help cover up the baldness if you're watching us on Facebook. Um, a lot of people who are trying to cover up what they don't want you to see will often label, mislabel those who are telling the truth as crazy conspiracy theorist. A conspiracy uh, is when several people get together and plan something out. A theory can be verifiable or not, could be certifiable, um, jokes aside. I think it's important for us to understand that the connotation of conspiracy theory, you know, we've all watched the movies with the, the glass bottles on the doorknobs and people hiding out in the basements and stop, put all that aside Let's explore a little bit about what ESG truly is. ESG, or ESG scores, ESG is an acronym that stands for Environmental Social Governance Scores. These are the scores that banks primarily and some government entities, uh, not many of them here in the U.S. yet, but that is not to say that they won't be. These banks are starting to use these ESG, Environmental Social Governance Scores, to determine whether or not the people that have these scores will be loanable, whether they'll be able to get uh, financing for uh, investment or for a home or for a car, whether it's a small business loan, whether it's a, and it could even affect the way um, children get college tuition loans. All of this plays an account or it it counts. It, it plays a factor in what's happening when it comes to ESG scores. As we've been told, four of the major U.S. banks have already started to embrace the principles of ESG and ESG scores. And it's worth noting that some government entities are working some of the finer details of ESG, specifically with env- environmental and some social footprinting, even on some of their municipalities. Uh, there are a couple here in the state that are working some of those angles, specifically within their municipal efforts, their fire, their police, their paramedics, their hospitals, those sorts of things. They're working the ESG angle already. So for us to say, oh, that's a far off land like China or Canada, or and, and we saw that with the truckers mm-hmm. in Canada, the Freedom Truckers did. in Canada and Justin Trudeau and what he did there. 
I think it's important for us to understand that while it may have been in a far off land a long time ago, it's here. And it, it's right. here now, and we don't want to be alarmist, but I think it's important for us to understand what it is, what the Bible says about it, and what we can do about it. Certainly, and, and these things seem far off until you start looking at it. ESG scores are going to be mostly put in place by, by a group known as the World Economic Forum. Uh, this is a group of folks who meet several hundred of, of the elites of the world, gather in Geneva every year, right around January, uh, the World Economic Forum was founded by Professor Klaus Schwab. If you go listen to him, he sounds like a um, like a Batman villain. Uh, it, it's pretty interesting uh, to hear him talk. But this World Economic Forum, they basically, uh, when they meet, they meet at three intersections, or at the intersection of three focus areas. So they want to master the fourth industrial revolution. They want to solve the problems of the global commons. And they want to address global security issues. The goal for all of this is eventually, in, in my opinion, it's just when you read, you can go to weforum.org. They have a website. This is not on some deep conspiracy theory site. It's this out is there for the world to see. .org. They have their plans available. And... It, What's interesting to me is that it's just out there in the open. Now, this idea of a great reset, it has been championed for, for, for several years. It was championed back in 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. The only problem with, it, with a reset is you can't reset something that isn't broken. Right. It's impossible to reset a system that is working. So, naturally, and actually today, congratulations this uh, this week will mark year two of 15 days to slow the spread. Flatten the curve. COVID, yeah. you know, really blew up in March of 2020, completely reshaping the way we do business here in the United States, completely reshaping the way we do business across the world. You think back to that, planes were grounded, cruise ships stopped moving, people stopped staying in hotels, everyone stayed home. You, you either lost your job or you worked from home. That, or you were just weren't essential. essential. Or you weren't essential. <laughs> yeah. That's also the case as well. So there was an entire breaking of the system. Now in steps this idea. And in fact, you mentioned Justin Trudeau of Canada. Justin Trudeau said back in, I want to say November of 2020, and then he repeated it again in 2021, that now COVID-19 has afforded us the opportunity for a great reset of our economy and our environment. Now, the, the, the biblical worldview on top of this, which is interesting because you ESG scores, you're talking about the economy, the environment, and then social. We, we've seen the, the unrest and, and the cries for, for justice across the country and across the world, and I'm not faulting anybody who participates in that to an extent as long as you keep it legal and you know safe. <laughs> the, the problem that, that we run into here is where does the Bible overlay on this issue? Because... The World Economic Forum has actually released goals for 2030. This is according to the World Economic Forum. They have eight goals, and I just want to go through these really quickly because we're, we're not going to spend a lot of time here today talking about this. We'll talk about it more on Friday. Eight predictions, Mitch, for, for 2030 in the World Economic Forum, and you might want to write these down. Uh, we, can, we can get some links for you as well. Number, goal number one, you'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. Now... I don't know where that fits into your biblical worldview, Mitch, but I, I, I read at the beginning of the book 
that man is to work. Right. And and to work the land. It, it, it actually work is supposed to be a pleasure according to Genesis 1 and 2. Right. Genesis 3 by the sweat of your brow you will toil you will till the earth, but we're supposed to work. We're supposed to earn things and not that things should make you happy. Right. Things do make you happy. They shouldn't make you joyful. That's beside the point. That's another. I think it, I think it's important to note here that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I think it's important for us to understand that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from our Father. He He is a good Father. He's not only righteous, but He's benevolent, and He gives us the things that we need. But He. Also, uh, and our nation was founded on this, Justin, Uh, and for those of you listening, our nation was founded on the principle of the Puritan work ethic, which simply, maybe this is an oversimplification, this is the way I was taught, if you don't work, you don't eat. And, and that's just how the world works. I, I've got three little boys at home, and they're understanding the principles of the consequences of poor choices and the rewards and benefits of good choices. If you make bad choices, you don't get stuff. You don't get rewards. I think it's important here to say if the World Economic Forum is saying you will own nothing, that implies that if you own something right now, Justin, they're going to take it away from you. Right. By the way, theft, uh, I, I think there's something in the Ten Commandments about this. Something about thou shalt not steal. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm so, trying to. Well, what's interesting is here again, I, I don't know why I'm mentioning this man so much, but Justin <laughs> Trudeau, back in late 2020, there were talks about possibly uh, incentivizing mm-hmm. certain measures with COVID 19, but if you didn't do those, then. Or if you did do those, maybe maybe government takes care of your mortgage. Maybe government takes care of your car payment. When the government pays off your loan, guess who owns the property? The yeah, the checks does. in the mail or in your bank account because they auto deposited. You know, right? That's and a- and now they can control your bank account. Yeah. Like here's the crazy thing, with 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 all of this stuff going on in Russia, Ukraine, and and Canada, the fact that just a few businesses can seemingly control your country's sure. economy sure. Uh, should should worry us i think just a, yeah. a, just a touch uh, whether wherever you fall on, on different issues number two so number one you'll own nothing and you'll be happy number two the u.s won't be the world's superpower uh hello we're there man um i i hate to say this but you you, you start in afghanistan you move to our response here in ukraine uh, it seemingly is moving to where uh we're being knocked down a few pegs yeah. and the united states really isn't involved as a power in world affairs, we're involved in world affairs through the United States. It's what we do, but I think we're. And this is not to say that we're re- retreating to um, pre World War One, World War Two, where our hands were were pushed and we had to go in. We're not. I'm not saying that we have the policies of the late 1800s yeah. where we're isolationists. No, not at all. We're not going to be isolationists according to this. We're just not going to be a superpower. And this isn't. You know, the Bible says nothing about America needs to be the number one nation, the, the right. most preeminent place. You know, in, in Scripture, God's eyes are on all of his children, but certainly his eyes are on on his land in Israel. I, I think that's understood. However, when we talk about Western values and when we talk about the nation that has that has revolutionized the world in terms of mm-hmm. human rights, in terms of freedom of religion, you look to the United States as a beacon. Yeah. And the goal of the World Economic Forum is to diminish that beacon 
and maybe even extinguish it altogether. I'm not sure. Once again, to level the playing field, you have to demolish those things that are stronger, those things that are higher. And America has no, been known for its exceptionalism. Sure. Not that we're better than everybody else. We're b- more benevolent than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congressman Bob McEwen says that, I think he says that over 80 cents of every dollar of world missions comes from America. Yep. That's a big deal. So in order to level the playing field, you have to get rid of those superpowers. Now, if another one arises in the East... Uh, no Bible prophecy here. No. Uh, that that would be uh, inconsequential, possibly, sure. to the World Economic Forum. Sure. But what I will say is this: I, I kind of feel like I had I had a family member that had a 1968 yellow Camaro Super Sport, nice car. The only problem with this nice car was that he hardly ever drove it. It sat in the garage all the time. And I kind of feel like that's where we are in America right now. We have the best, most beautiful engine. We have the most beautiful tool to affect change in the world. I mean, why not use it? Now, the problem is is that there are those that claim they own the car who are now carrying around a bat beating out headlights that are smashing the windshield, and it is intentional. Several of the calculated moves or the moves that we've seen in the last year have been calculated. There's no doubt about it. Some people would blame incompetency. Some pl- people would blame sheer, I'm just going to say the word, sheer stupidity. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't believe that to be the case. I believe that the debacle in Afghanistan, the, the failed withdrawal uh, from Afghanistan was intentional. I believe that uh, the gas prices and, and you paying more at the pump, which means you're going to pay more for a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, that carton of eggs, all of those things. The toys at Christmas. Anybody remember this? This was just a couple months ago. Americans are just going to need to get used to it. You need to get used to this. Those are the words that we were told because there were ships off of the port. Why? Because people couldn't get jobs. This is not sheer incompetency or stupidity. This is calculated. And let me use another word. It is manipulated. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the check's in the mail. We're going to pay you to stay at home. Thus, we can't get people into shipyards or, or at, at oil refineries or X, Y, and Z. Oh, and by the way, we're not even going to harvest our own natural resources, which are plenteous and beautiful and amazing because guess what? Once again, every good gift comes from God. He gave us those natural resources, mm-hmm. but we're not going to use those because we have to save mosquitoes in you know the north bank of uh, right. Alaska. Anyway, that's beside the point. All that to say that if the level playing field means that America is taken down, well, you're seeing that right before your eyes. Number three and four are interesting. Um, you won't die waiting for an organ donor. That seems like a pretty positive idea. I'm not sure uh, why that's number three on their list. You might have some ideas, and we're going to need to research that idea a little bit more. <laughs> Um, but not, um, we're not making fun if you're in line to get an organ. No, absolutely I, not. Uh, Prayers that you get what you maybe need. Maybe everybody will have like one of those little stickers on their license. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what exactly the point of that one would be. You'll eat less meat because as we discovered from the Green New Deal, the reason for climate change is the farting cows. So we have to eat less meat, which again, if you're vegan, cool. If you're vegetarian, more power to you. I prefer the keto diet, right? All meat and veggies, that's what I would like to have. Less starch. Uh, you'll eat less meat. I mean, Lizzie, what are we doing? <laughs> We're not going to have cows anymore. We're not going to have... I would like a juicy steak. I, I don't want to live in a world where steak is not a thing. It, it, I, I will take 
red meat wrapped in bacon. Okay. Yeah. And that's just who I am. How you doing? You can probably tell if you're looking right now that I like meat. I mean, it's just, it's just one of the things I, I think this is, this is, a. Uh, this is climate based. This is a pie in the sky, cute yeah. idea. You know, uh, oh, we're going to eliminate certain. Um, it, it's nuts. That would collapse certain economies. You know what yes, the, the the largest export exportation from Australia is? You'll have to fact check me on this. It's sheep. It's sheep. They have more sheep than they have humans in Australia. Why? Because they raise those sheep not only for the wool. But get this for the meat, they 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 raise sheep. Uh, the West, how the West was one cattle driving, that is gone if everybody's eating less meat. Once again, intentional, intentional. Is it is it sheep? No, it was iron. Well, their major export is iron ore. Oh, uh, but they have a lot of sheep. Okay, so you fact check me. Sheep, sheep might be in top five. Top five. All right, there we go. One. Uh, a few more things here before we get out of here. A billion people. Number. Six, a billion people will be displaced by climate change. Hmm? Now, that's a lot of people. Um, I'm not sure where they get that number. But again, the idea that a billion people, we can't have a billion people displaced by climate change. Y'all, that's one-sixth, maybe even one-seventh of the entire Earth's population. Now, I got an idea of how maybe a billion people will be displaced, but it won't be by climate change. That's neither here nor there. could be. Uh, they just disappear. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, climate change, that that's a driving force. COVID-19, climate change, well, meeting together. I is love really how we've reframed here. that argument, too. It used to be global warming. Now it's climate change because we don't know whether the earth is going to warm or cool in the next. But AOC tells us that we're all going to be out of here. It's, it it's is, 10 years now. It, it is irreversible. Years, yeah. Is it 2030? Uh, <laughs> if we don't pass yeah. a Green New Deal, everything's done by 2030. We are done. And, we have to. And Davos and uh, you know WEF agree sure. with her, Naturally. or maybe maybe she agrees with I them. I think she agrees with them. So um, yeah, we have to completely redo every building. Uh, no more airplanes. So if the oceans rise, I mean, let's just say it's global warming and the ice caps melt and the oceans rise an inch, one inch. Is that truly good? I'm sorry. If you have a beach house at Myrtle Beach or Myrtle's Inlet or Hilton Head, I don't think if the ocean rises one inch that your beach home is going to be affected. I could be be wrong. It should be on the stilts anyway. And if beach homes were truly going to be affected by this, because I think this is where a lot of people look at the displacement. You know, I don't know that there are a billion people living on the beach around the world. If this were truly an issue, then why did President Obama, who espouses many of these ideas, why did he buy a house in Martha's Vineyard, which is next to the ocean? Um, Climate change or rules for me. Uh, but and not, not for them. Yeah. Um, number seven, you could be preparing to go to Mars. The goal, <laughs> the goal is to initiate space travel um, and make Mars a suitable planet. In we're in twenty twenty two, so eight years, um, folks. No, it's just not going to happen. And if it does happen, more power to them. But the idea that you can completely upend every economy across the face of the globe and then get us all into Mars on on whose dime? It costs money to fly a spaceship. Ask Jeff Bezos. What are we going to do with the billion people that have been displaced? Put them on. Got to send them to Mars. Put them on Mars because, because the many, climate's better on Mars. Can you imagine how many space ship 
the the shuttle is going to be busy. Shuttle is going to be very busy. Number eight, number eight. Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. Now that is very interesting because that suggests that everything that they're doing is pushing against that Western value, which we know is the Judeo-Christian value set. So Western values, hegemonic in nature. Um, they, if you haven't listened to our podcasts on. Um, Critical race theory, hegemony, basically means that the rules that are created within the system favor those that they were created by. And so um, that is the implication with, well, not the implication anymore. It's explicitly said that, um, you know, Western values, Judeo-Christian principles are hegemonic in nature. Mm -hmm. Thus, uh, they must be either subverted or completely done away with. So I, I love how they say there that they'll be tested. Is it tested to the breaking point? Yeah, tested to the brink. Yep. Interesting. They'll be Very pushed, interesting. They'll be pushed to the limit, which I believe we're seeing now. I believe we're seeing with the beginning of the pushing uh, to the limit. They are they are taking a note from Glenn Fry and Don Henley and, and taking it to the limit for sure. <laughs> um, Western values push against the idea of globalism. Yeah. Western values, specifically America's founding, pushes against the idea mm-hmm. of globalism. And at the end of the day, I don't think we want globalism. I don't think biblically globalism is a viable option. In fact, I think, I think biblically globalism is uh, is explicitly taught against. Right. Um, so, again, these eight ideas seem kind of weird, seem kind of foreign. Twenty thirty, y'all. That's eight years. I think the reason they sound so foreign and weird to a lot of people listening right now is because they, we, I won't say they as if you're different than we are, we all grew up understanding the principles of individualism, and this yeah. is the collective spirit. This is ultimately, and, and if I can draw this down to two different worldviews, not even to throw Christian principles in, this is capitalism versus Marxism. This is communism in its truest form this whole idea of globalism i mean the first principle you will or i think it was the first principle you will own nothing we're going to get rid of all the superpowers we're going to all live imagine nah. all the people uh-huh. living life their way i like i like i like lennon i like his songs but, but not that that's you mean comic. john lennon not like no, lennon and trotsky correct i okay. like john lennon ironically they're they're and their ideology is somewhat similar. Somewhat similar. Uh, yeah. in, interestingly enough, and we could spend so much more time, and maybe we'll do another podcast on this, the idea of, and, and, and uh, Dr. Janosik did a great job on one of our CRT talks uh, about how Marxism, cultural Marxism, is trying to destroy Western values. Here it is again. You know what will stand in the way of this happening? The church doing its job. And I think that's where we put a bow on this today. Where we wrap this up is the church must do its job to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to go out into the community and share the light and love of Jesus everywhere we go and in everything that we do, and to stand firmly on biblical principles, not be belligerent or angry about it, but to make sure that people who are pushing for this kind of ideology understand it is anti-biblical and it's not even true. It's false. And we say these things because I want to leave you with this as, as we wrap up on this Tuesday edition. We can look at the different things that are going on. We can look at the World Economic Forum. We can look at COVID-19. We can look at this idea of the Great Reset. We can look at uh, Klaus Schwab. We can look at whomever we want to. Um, and we can look at all these different events and these ideas that are they're trying to come to bear uh, across the globe and certainly here in our own country. But that's not what we should be looking forward to, right? 
Um, Titus chapter 2, verse 13 says, we should be looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Ultimately, that's what we should be looking forward to, all the while understanding that the things going on around us point to that event, point to that moment. That's what we should be looking forward to while we look around at all of these other things. ESG scores, the Great Reset, it seems kind of foreign. Once you start reading some things about it, you um, you realize, wow, this is some this is some crazy stuff. And I don't mean crazy as in not real. I mean just wild mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. stuff you would read in a book, right? Stuff you'd read in a fantasy novel. This is the stuff that I was supposed to say when I was 70. Only in my lifetime, I would imagine. But I'm in my mid-30s now, and I'm saying... In my lifetime, I don't know where we're going to go and what we're yeah. going to see. But I'll, once again, I'll draw it back to this. What can we do about it? We can be the hands and feet of Jesus. There's some practical steps that you can take in order to guard you and your family from some of this. I'm not going to tell you to pull all your money out of a bank or anything like that. And um, We're going to have some more practical steps for mm-hmm. people as things go along. We've got some exciting news coming uh, uh, about some people coming here to South Carolina to fight against ESG and make sure that, once again, these Judeo-Christian principles are safeguarded and well taken care of. We'll be telling you more about that. You might even see uh, some familiar faces on a podcast coming very soon, Palmetto Family Matters Podcast. Absolutely. For Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. We will see you on Friday where we'll talk about what happened in the State House this week. Keep its budget.